Breakdown, where today we're going to be listening to the vocal stylings of Josh and Nate as we talk about backlogs, collections, and we have a special guest on this week as well, Mr. Jesse Knopp. How are you doing today, Mr. Jesse Knopp? Good evening, gentlemen. I'm fantastic. I'm going to offer a mild correction. My last name is actually pronounced Cunop. <gasps> do you do the hard K? Oh, no. You do. This it's entire old German. Time. Okay, no, I knew Dude. I knew a knap. Yeah. I'm okay. so sorry. I'm deeply wounded. <laughs> I think you're trolling us. I'm not. No, it oh, really no. is pronounced. You do right. pronounce the K for real. Okay. Uh, so Jesse Knapp. Yeah. Well, remember, I don't troll anymore, Nate. What? That, okay, one, you and I both know that's false. It's just you, re, you you restrain yourself from the majority of it. You're absolutely correct. I've, uh, I'm a new creature in Christ, and I'm trying to reflect God and his reckless love. <laughs> yeah, you stop it with that nonsense right now. <laughs> I've, never wanted, I've never wanted the ability to reach through the internet and pinch somebody. Fair enough. So have you actually led that song? First no, question. Uh, okay. I was I was asked to and I refused. Oh dang! Okay, had a boy. Yep. After that song became you know big and popular, uh, I I realized that one of my uh, like favorite songs at the time, uh, yeah. "Defender" by King's Kaleidoscope, uses that same phrase in there, and I was like, oh, conflicted. <laughs> That's right. See, but Defender Defender doesn't make reckless love like the point of the song either. Right. right? That's yeah. Like no, it's verse. just passing. Yeah. Also, that song is way better than anything it Chris is. Tomlin ever wrote in his life or whoever that was. Yeah, no, that was uh, Corey Asbury. Asbury? Asbury. Well, yeah. it was still way better than anything. Defender's baller. It, it is. It's so good. Anyways, sorry. That total, <laughs> total derail. Uh, welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. Uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff today, but primarily collect. Like we talked about, Mr. Knopp is here with us uh, today. So um, For... To talk what? about collecting. Hey. Collecting. Collecting. There's there's a K before the C, but you have to pronounce that also. Collecting. Combo breaker. Nice. Um, so before we jump into talking about collecting, let's uh, pull out our backlog reports here because I'm sure that we have at least a little bit to report on. I know I do, so I've, I've got it somewhere around here. I just wrinkled a page in my notebook. That makes me mad. I I, <laughs> I pulled up a bill that was right next to me. But anyways, um, I said sweet fully work. That's where all of our Patreon <laughs> money gets funneled into. Is that fully work? Uh, nice. <laughs> that's why we have bills. Uh, anyways, uh, who wants to to jump in with the backlog report first? Let's let our guest there we go, go first. There we go. Oh, what have you been up to? What What are some of the things that you'd enjoy I'm, I, talking well, about? You know, I was going to say, I'm going to let beauty go before age and wisdom and grace. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let you two go Yikes. before me. And humility, Boom! too. Boom. And yes, I'm <laughs> super humble. We, we've got to remix those uh, attributes a little bit. But sure, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> oh, he's wearing a cubby oh, shirt, dude. Dang. He's wearing a cubby shirt. I am wearing a cubby shirt. Nice. All right, all right, all right. Nice. So I'm I'm confused. Who did we say is actually going first? Let's Jesse, go ahead. All right. So it pains me to say mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey would be mad. My backlog has probably grown 40-fold. Um <laughs> What? Dude, the garage sales are what? out. Okay? okay. Garage sales are out and about. So yep. I'm finding all kinds of old gems and classics for like a nickel. 
Um, wow. I have I, I finished, of course, the absolute masterpiece of FF7 remake. Nice. Um, we will likely dialogue about that later. Um, I started cool. up AO No Surge. Uh, I've got about 15, 20 hours into that as a solid game, and it's uh, slowly getting better by the hour. Uh, picked up Grandia 3. Um, that's one mm. I, the only Grandia game I've never beaten. Um, so that has been an absolute treat. And then a couple of other obscure PS4 RPGs I got rolling. Um, hmm. We've got uh, not really too obs- obscure uh, Ease, The Memories of Selketa, I started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, good lord, I can't remember the name of it. Um, my goodness. Uh, Dragon something Varnir. See, it's so obscure, I don't even remember wow. the name. I've never even heard of it. I'm like Dragons, Dragon Star Varnir. Oh That's yeah, what that it's called. One. Yes, I still haven't heard of it. Ne- I know I. most haven't. <laughs> so that's just the high high level of what's going on in the Kanop backlog, and you know, entire Real boxes quick, of games. Just wanted to like I know the, yeah. like you, you are a fan of the game, which must not be named, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, the the with the remake, um, yeah. I've I've listened to some spoiler casts and stuff, and yeah. they they all say there's a significant sort of shift, like that forty. It's because it's like they turned five hours of the game into forty hours, yep. and there's a lot of like extra stuff. Forty? Um, I thought it was yes. only like twenty. Dude, dude no, it took, it's like yep. 30, 40 hours. Yep, it took me forty to get through it, and I got everything but i did not clear the hard mode that was unlocked so it's it's like a substantial but i've heard like they've added and sort of tweaked content geez there's a word Uh, Um, it'd be nice if i could so i mean what do you think like as somebody who is as diehard as you are for like you know you're you're i mean you are ride and ride or die with ff7 like absolutely thoughts just like you know briefly Yeah, absolutely. Changes. I love. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, no, that was really catchy, Josh. I was getting into that. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of changes. I've got to say, I, I appreciate the caveat you added of doing this briefly because I could go on for hours and hours about the differences, both subtle and not so much. But well, when we're ready for that that deep dive, we'll have you and Micah on, <laughs> and you two can just gush about all the things that you like about it. And Josh and I can just sit I here back and shake it. our heads. Yeah, well, yeah. you could you could record that episode like at the end of July, after I have another kid. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, we, we keep cutting no, you yeah. off. It's it's okay. I'm very much used to that. Um, I have a short, angry Irish wife. So, either way, <laughs> there's there's a plethora of things. I guess kind of a the top three in both areas the stuff I didn't like and the stuff I liked, I'll kick off the stuff I absolutely adored. Um, good grief, man. They really opened up and made you fall in love with Jesse Biggs and wedge. Um, I was not expecting them to go so deep and paint them as more. They were certainly not just your token side characters that, you know, at what level, and this is an inquiry for you guys. Spoilers not allowed. What do you want to do with this? Uh, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, like, here's the thing. <laughs> FF7 is a bajillion years old, and if you don't know what happens in it, it's because you've been living under a rock. Um, okay. With the, re- with the remake, I mean, like I said, I've 
spoiled it for myself because here's here's my take. Yeah, I'm not playing any of them until they're all out. Fair. Oh wow. Okay. Because like like I'm just like and then I'm just because there's gonna be like a super de duper like here's all the Final yeah, Fantasy Seven sure. remake reboot whatever and I'm gonna be like. Okay. 30 bucks. Okay. Then, then <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like for 500 hours of content. Here's, you know, and I'm like take Yeah, my absolutely. Money at that point. So given given um, that, I will say that the way they expand upon each of these people's, you know, Bigs Wedge and Jesse's backstories is incredible. Jesse, of course, oh my good lord. Um this is this is going to be bold and I can't believe I'm saying this. I preferred her over Aerith. That is legit how well they flushed her out and personified her. And they made her, and this is not a spoiler, it's old school. They made her death the way they dragged it out and kind of added somewhat of a romanticized and dramatic element. It wasn't just a, arg, I am dead, I have been shot. It's a, I'm reflecting on the wonderful times I had with Cloud and my friends and how a girl could fall in love with him. Oh my dear Lord. It was heart wrenching mm. and the voice actress was absolutely phenomenal. So that for starters was a really nice treat. Um, of course the baddest of the bad Sepha freaking raw. Um, absolutely flawless. Absolute. <laughs> nope. Nope. Absolutely flawless. The, anything uh. from his demeanor to the voice acting. Um, there are some really cool, parapsychological themes that they kind of threw in there. There's only once, maybe twice in the entire first episode of the remake, you got to see the real Sephiroth. All the rest weren't actually him. There's a really cool addition to the story that added a a nice little flavor there. I I really enjoyed some people that that was somewhat divisive because I know a lot of people I've discussed with did not like that. Mm. Um, and of course, Aerith, um, they added a whole lot more depth to her, a much more realistic character, which was great. Uh, the voice actress, of course, she nailed it as well. And that is a trend, I will say. I did not hear a single voice actor or actress throughout the entire game that I wanted to drill my ears out with. So that's a positive. Even Barrett? Good. I'd heard, I'd Bar- heard bad things about Barrett. It starts out really nerve grating. Okay. And then it kind of fits. Okay. Because yeah. Barrett. Yeah. yeah he's Barrett always is, been that way. Yeah. He's. A they painted cannon. him as this true. Yeah. Like this. This truly ghetto loose cannon. Like token black dude. And mm-hmm. I don't say. You know. I know. I've got to be cautious saying that with everything going on out there right now. But um, that's the way they painted him. And at first it's really obnoxious for like the first 10 minutes. And then it kind of settles in because it's like. Dude, you see, this is literally the kind of life he came from. You, mm-hmm. When they open up and let you see the slums of Midgar in the detail they have and the way the people are living and whatnot, it just works. Um, and you slowly see him open up as a character and you see a soft spot that you didn't see in the original. Um, the voice ends up working. So nice. I thought okay. I wanted to vomit all over myself the first time I heard it, and then about an hour <laughs> or so in, it was like, okay, this works. <laughs> Let me swallow real quick. Okay, okay, we're yep. good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yikes. All right. All right. Well, Josh, how about you You regale us with your backlog all right. adventures? 
for the last yeah so um you know we had the backlog draft in uh our facebook group and so i i got tagged with three games i got dragon quest 5 uh ease 8 and spider-man 2019 uh so a bunch of anyways uh i i've been pouring a lot of i started out with ease 8 because it is nice and easy to play on my switch um and i'll I'll tell you going from persona 5 like it's it's really interesting because i was thinking that this game i mean i've played the first ease and i haven't played any Mm -hmm. of them since then um so i knew it was an action rpg going into it but going from something where, you know, like you're strategically kind of setting up all these things with, with Persona 5 into another like anime game um, that is really just like, hey, mash this button and just have fun like smacking things around. It, yes. it was it, it's so funny just the different because it's so much more fast paced than Persona 5 that uh, even though I thought like it was kind of going to blend into it, like it it. it kind of slap me upside of the head and it's just like just have fun like just go with yep. it there's not much to I, I say that i mean there, there's a little bit of characterization in the beginning of the game um, but i'm having a lot of fun with it uh it is what and uh sorry i i hope i'm not stepping on any toes here that this was the this is the way that it 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 makes sense in my head so sorry i, I don't mean to offend anyone <laughs> but this is the gameplay for this game is what i wish kingdom hearts was i've only played the yep. first kingdom hearts um, so maybe it gets better. I've heard Kingdom Hearts 2 gets better. Um, but just the action adventure, because it feels, it's, you start off and it feels like uh, you can just smack the A button for a while, but then you start unlocking skills. And then they start like, th- uh, a few different systems just kind of pile on top of each other. And before you know it, you have multiple people in your party that you're switching out all the time uh, to fight different enemies. You're using different skills. You're leveling up your skills. So then you're you're going through your skills to get, other level ups and it's so fast paced and very um what you see it's a very gamey game um and and i am really enjoying that uh well then i decided to start up spider-man and and i feel like both of these games have a lot in common again coming from coming off of like five months of persona 5 these feel very similar because they're both kind of open worldy action again now well actually spider-man has a lot of rpg elements as well um Mm -hmm. a lot of progression and you know it's interesting because i'm not one to that plays like the annualized uh assassin's creed game you know the the normal like ascend the tower and then do all the things in the map type games i've only played a few of those uh i played one of the arkham games i played uh shadow of war right shadow of war the first, the first Mordor game, I don't remember. Uh, anyways, yep. the, the first Lord of the Rings one. And uh, I loved that one. And, Spi- man, I'm just having a great time with Spider-Man. Uh, it really, that, that tendency to just, like, go all over the map and clear out all the little objectives. Even Some of the objectives, like, I go to them, and I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? This is so simple. Um but I love it. I love just checking off all the little boxes on every area of the map, and it just feels so good. Like, oh, I got a new little thingy from that. Oh, I can unlock this suit now. Oh, I've got this power now that I can use. Um, 
and it, it has a nice curve. When I first started playing Spider-Man, I, w- I was immediately overwhelmed with like, oh, the, like the controls and how you're supposed to do this. Like, don't get me wrong. You're still like vaulting over everything. Um, the, the, the way that Spider-Man moves is extremely fluid. And so you're not really going to mess things up too bad. But I, it took me a while to kind of understand the controls of the web swinging and all that. But now that I've got it down, it's like, oh. This feels good. I'm also playing on the harder difficulty setting um, just because I figured these types of games are generally pretty easy. I found Arkham City to be pretty easy. Um, so I wanted to try it on a harder difficulty at starting off. I've died a lot, but I actually really like that um, because it forces me to to switch up my strategies. And, and honestly, the game has gotten a lot easier the more that I've played it. Because now I have new skills, and now I can do all these other things, and and uh, you know charge up my focus meters and use my special powers and all this fun kind of stuff. So um, I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Both these games are really good. I haven't gotten into Dragon Quest V because Ease is my handheld game, so I haven't yes. even touched that yet. Also, again, coming off of five months of Persona Five, jumping straight into another JRPG. Um, I, I'm 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 going to go through. Spider-Man and, and Ease 8 first, but I am definitely enjoying them a lot. Um, in, as far as reading, a uh, couple books that I've gone through, uh, man, I should have prepared for this uh, because I can't think off the top of my head the title of the book. There is a book um, by John Piper, and it's about preaching. I believe it's a passionate plea for preaching. I believe um, I could be wrong on that, but I listened through that and, uh, and it's really good. It's funny because a lot of it is about Jonathan Edwards. Um, it's not necessarily just preaching, but I'm, uh, it's very challenging. It's a very good read. I'm a big fan of John Piper, so it's good stuff. And then I listened to, um, th- there's a guy who has a podcast, a website, all that stuff called the art of manliness. He put out a book and uh, I listen to The Art of Manliness. And take it or leave it, there's some stuff I disagree with in there, um, but it's a lot of good information as well for for people to know. So that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, Nate? What do you have to report on? Uh, well, I was telling Jesse before, you know, uh, we all sort of got caught up on the Skype call, uh, but... It, it's basically it's vacation season in the post office. And so my schedule at work has just been kind of crazy, which just leaves me. I come home and I'm like, I got nothing mm-hmm. in the tank. Uh, I haven't really been playing a whole lot of anything. Uh, did fire up a little bit of Octopath Ooh. again. You know, I'm trying to sort of make a run at that final secret dungeon mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That game is clever. <laughs> Um, that's, that's all I'll say about it. It is very clever. Has it ground um, you into dust yet? There, uh, well, dude, okay. Just there's, if you take the merchant girl mm-hmm. and you equip her as a rune knight, you can, there's a, an exploit that, uh, she has that sidestep ability in her merchant skills mm-hmm. that complete allows her to completely avoid damage. You can use the, the rune ability that lets you spread your rune stuff to everybody you can use that to apply sidestep to everybody so oh. wow yeah it's it, she's pretty op out the gate Dang. but yeah it's just it's neat 
So a little bit of Octopath, like I said, I've been playing some chess. I fired up some Celeste. I did get a little further in Celeste. The game is, hmm. I, I got to, I finished the chapter I was on. It told me I died like 300 times in that chapter oh. and change. And I was like, I didn't like that. Uh, didn't like seeing that number. <laughs> That's um, not bad. <laughs> make, makes me feel bad about myself. And uh, yeah, so, and then uh, tonight I actually fired up a Remnant uh, from the Ashes for a few minutes. Nice. It's like a sort of a looter shooter kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like Destiny meets the Cthulhu mythos kind of. Oh. I don't know. I dig it. Well, hey. It's uh, my brother and uh, John Marcus are playing it right now. Uh, uh, Parker is probably we'll probably rope him into it at some point uh, it's it's i only i basically did the tutorial and i was like okay um but there seems like there's enough content there to make that game sort of a worthwhile little dip for a while um so nice. as far as books go i haven't really kept up with too much of anything like i've been sort of reading a chapter of something here or there um i've picked up a pile of books I have not touched Anna Karenina since I went on vacation or, or, you know, came back from vacation. Well, that's not true. I read like a chapter or two, but anyways, mm-hmm. uh, my reading's kind of gone. Um, that's kind of been like, you know, Nate's, you know, scientific progress goes boink. Uh, <laughs> Nate's life goes, um, you know, right now. Uh, it's just been a whole lot of nothing. But the cool part is my dad finally got on the chess app. So nice. he and I have been playing nice. together. Uh, the first game. So here's the thing. The first game he and I played, and I do a lot of, like the puzzles and I do like training and, and just like I'm you know trying to become a better chess player. The first game he and I played, I trounced him. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I had beaten him a handful of times before uh, growing up, like maybe like three um and that for i mean i destroyed him and then i got cocky and careless and i have lost every single game since (laughs) (laughs) um but uh it's no it's that's that's been kind of cool um so that is my backlog report so As we sort of mentioned before, and uh, Jesse, you have a little baby, so we're not trying to keep you, you know, uh, too, too long here. But you, we brought you on, one, because you're our friend, and we like talking with you. I, this, I, you know what, I said it in public. I'm going to have to actually, like, cop to that now. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to canop to... To liking Knopp. Um, I'm going to have to invite you guys to my, my daughter's baptism. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let, sprinkle that baby. Nice. <laughs> um, but um, you, you collect video games, and, but you do it partially as an investment, yep. partially as an enthusiast. But like you have, you have some crazy finds. Like when we were doing Backlog Golf, 
you would post these like I went to a garage sale and I bought bought like sixty games for like you ended up with like a positive <laughs> nine thousand. <laughs> His power levels are at over nine thousand. Over nine thousand. Um, yes. um, but you would basically scoop up boxes of, of stuff and then you would just be like, oh, like I found this little treasure and this little treasure and this little treasure. Yep. I mean, you and I have talked about the fact that like, do you own a sealed Chrono Trigger or is it a Chrono Trigger in box? Uh, I actually have one of each. You son of a biscuit. <laughs> How about you adopt me and give those to me? You have to become non-denominational and we'll consider it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> deal, deal breaker. Deal breaker. But yeah, I mean, like you have a substantial like cartridge collection. And this is something that at one point in time I actually toyed with when I came home from overseas. Yeah. I had a buddy who had a fairly substantial collection and I almost bought it from him for like 2000 bucks. But then I bought a car instead. Sure. As one does, you know, it's, that yeah. wasn't really my call. My, my dad was like, you need a car. Uh, if you buy these video games, I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, talk us through some of that process. Yeah, so it, it, that's kind of a tough thing. There's not really a formal process so much of, I look at the stuff I grew up in. I, I fell in love with JRPGs pretty much since the first one I ever played, which was Lufia, old school Lufia, um, mm. way back. And I just got hooked. And then Final Fantasy, I, I dug out the old, and I discovered Final Fantasy 1, dug out the old NES, found a copy at a pawn shop, and it just kind of, it, it happened. You know, where they ingrained in my soul the, that joy of the JRPG. And over the years, mm -hmm. I, I had a good collection out of, through high school. Some of the, the solid PS1 rare ones, both Tales of Destinies, the Sukodins, the Wild Arms, the entire collection of those, so on and so forth. And I met a girl in Texas that I met, I, ironically, Nate, playing chess in a Yahoo chess-like little game room. And I sold nice. all of them at a pawn shop to go visit this young lady because I totally had the hots for her. And I went, I did, I sold it for a couple hundred dollars, my entire collection, which now would be worth, you yeah, I know. Silly boy. Yeah. Wow. Oh no, the, see, see this, this is where the story gets better. Now that collection would have been 10 to $12,000 on eBay based Ooh. on average sale price. I sold it for a couple hundred dollars, went down, spent a three day weekend in Texas, met her family and was like, Hey, this is cool. She's cute. She's kind of into me. And three weeks later she announced she was a lesbian. You know, that's like instant, like bombs dropped Yikes. everywhere. <laughs> dang, I thought you were gonna say, like, but it got me a wife, but uh, yeah, man. no, like, nope, nope, <laughs> nah, unexpected. Nah, so, either way, uh, either way, that's I, I'm, I'm adding a little fun there, so to speak. It's kind of just recognizing those childhood games, what is worth money, and where to look. Um, thrift stores are a definite yes. I found some gems in thrift stores. Goodwill is a great example. Um, hmm. If you go through their audio CDs, they tend to, nine times out of ten, not be able to differentiate between an old PlayStation 1 or Dreamcast game and an audio CD. So I found a couple uh, copies. I found a copy of Legend of Ligaya that was mint in box for a buck. Um, Sukoden oh, wow. one and two. I got a couple of those for a dollar here and there. You j it's just a matter of luck of the draw over the past years. 
Um, and then, like you were mentioned earlier, garage sales. My goodness, um, half of my my retro collection is is truly like garage sale finds. And my wife loves garage sailing with me anyway, so it's kind of the the joy of spending some time with my wife. And my little girl comes with us now, but uh, I've literally found boxes of old mint, some still unopened, old PS One, SNES JRPGs, twenty five fifty cents an item. And bringing oh home goodness. literal boxes, and the one you were mentioning earlier, Nate, um, it was about forty-five to forty-five hundred to five thousand dollars worth of games on eBay sale price, and I spent twenty-two dollars on the box. <laughs> um, and it's just that kind of stuff um, over and over. Now, <sighs> it, that's kind of the general process. It it really is a lot of luck of the draw, but just keeping your eyes open at garage sales, um, thrift stores, and uh, once in a while, you'll hit the jackpot on, um, good grief, Jesse, on, wow, I am, you can tell I've got a new baby. I'm not, <laughs> words no worries, are, dude. words are hard. Good Lord. Estate sales. And this is going to sound okay. super, okay. super predatory, but you have these grandmas and grandpas who want their grandkids to come spend time with them. So they buy all these video games for them and the kids never come and play them. My sealed Chrono Trigger, I got for fifty cents at an estate sale. Oh, that exact goodness. situation, um, mm. and it's stuff like that. You'll find you don't how find much, quite and as how much, much. How much does the the sealed Chrono Trigger sell for right now? Uh, anywhere from, depending on the condition of the wrapper, anywhere from two thousand to forty five hundred dollars. What? Yes, yeah. no joke. What? A sealed Chrono Trigger goes for minimum two grand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was gonna say two hundred. Two grand. No. Oh, no. 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 Goodness. A lot of my old like, school PS one games go for quite a bit more than two to three hundred too. Wow. Yeah. And there, that's there. It is. That's kind of that point of the investment when I'm lucking out and finding games for a dollar, two dollars, and if I turned around and sold them, you know, I could make a couple hundred dollars if I needed to. That's kind of where that that nicety is, and with the ever growing popularity of digital games, physical games are going the wayside, and all that's happening is these older games, especially the more obscure and harder to find ones, their prices are just jumping um ever so gradually, but you'll have a little spike and a little trickle, but then you'll have those spikes every so often so hmm. that's that's high level that's it in a nutshell, yeah. So are you so, uh, uh, sorry are you holding on to these games just for future or are there do you kind of churn through them to make a couple bucks here and there Yeah the vast majority of them are either on like in my man cave in the basement I got a couple shelves full mm -hmm. of stuff um I have some of the really expensive stuff is um in sealed containers in the basement where I do not want the day you know the light of day touching them and keeping them yeah. out of air and I've got them in extra like that seal chrono trigger and the inbox mint chrono trigger. Those are both in their own uh, sealed cases inside of sealed boxes um, <laughs> to keep like air and light and all that. But um, I play some of them too. Uh, you know, Grandia three. Mm -hmm. um, I was playing tales of destiny the other night for a little bit and, you know, holding like a disc that would sell for a hundred dollars alone. But as far as do I sell them on rare occasion, uh, when we okay. found out we were having another baby, I did turn around and sell one one of the the quadruplet copies of one of my games <laughs> to pay for a new car seat. So, yeah, nice, nice. I That's cried, awesome, dude. I cried. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, you you do look at this in a lot of ways. Your collection is is sort of a an investment, like almost similar to like a like I, I'd say like a Roth IRA, yeah. kind of like hedge fund sort of thing. This is like this is like the the like the baseball cards thing. Yeah, it's like I was a millionaire, but then my mom sold my baseball cards for fifty cents. You know, kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm never going to say not to invest in traditional uh, retirement funds. Um, I would call you a silly funds to your face if you uh, decided not to do that. Um, I certainly have my Roth IRA, a couple other investment accounts where we, we put some funds here and there um, into. But there was always the strategy that really appealed to me of having uh, physical assets that you know, appeal to you, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd collector and what better one thing to make my physical assets, you know, old school video games. I think that's just really nifty. Um, but knowing that the value is not going to go down on them because let's face it, video games are pretty much, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) Until the end of time, video games will be kind of a main, a mainstay in existence. I think for mankind, praise the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's that, that's some Sully Deo glorious stuff right there, man. But there's always going to be that market. There's always going to be those mega dweebs hiding in their basement that will drop six or seven hundred dollars on a sealed lunar or something like that. And that's kind of what I'm hedging my bets on long term. So as someday, am I going to sell all of them for retirement? It's going to pain me, but yes, I am. Yeah, nice. Well, when when you are ready to get rid of at least one of those chronos, <laughs> I expect a fo- I expect a phone call. Okay, um, I'm, I'm just saying. This okay. time, Nate already has a car. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. I already have a car, and nice. I'm like, so hey, he can drive hey, and pick it up. Meg, I was just gonna say, hey, Megan, I I spent three thousand dollars and I bought a video game. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've already played it before, <laughs> but it's sealed. You don't understand. In, no, I'm not actually going to play it. Consoles. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. But I will be one. ready. If I, I will be it. ready for that. <laughs> I will be ready for that transaction, Nate, when you are ready to become a member of my non-denom church. Uh, you know what? I think the day will come when you actually join a Presbyterian church and just fully embrace you know, the, the dark slide. Well, when Why that would I happens, do that? I I'm love just... Jesus and the validity of Scripture. <laughs> oh. He's he's. You know what? I'm not. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm just saying. Whenever that transaction happens, Nate, you have you absolutely have to record your conversation with Megan, and that has to be bite sized. <laughs> that's that's all that I'm saying. Is like all everyone it's... needs to hear. How that happens. It's going to be 17 minutes of his girlish guttural screams as she demasculates him with a curling <laughs> iron. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. It's, I think he, he encapsulated that thought pretty well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's not going to be pleasant or pretty. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like I said, I have flirted with this sort of collection as investing from time to time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't pull the trigger that time because I had to buy a car. But when I started buying PlayStation games, and a lot of it for me too, Jesse, was like, this is the stuff that I like. Yeah. I like this game. Yep. 
I'm going to like, and I just, I sort of have like a collector's bent anyways. So like, you know, I had a, an original run of um, the Final Fantasy Tactics, not the nice. greatest hits version. Yeah. I had an OG run, Final Fantasy Tactics. Awesome. I had an OG run, uh, Valkyrie Profile. Yes. And I was calling, I was sort of calling some stuff and I would just go through these, like I tend to sort of like, I build up, I build up, I build up and then I purge. And like I end up keeping like a small pile of like these are the things I really don't want to get rid of. Right. And so, in you know, sad story time. You know, I didn't sell mine to buy a plane ticket to go down to Texas and to be dumped by a future lesbian. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now uh, my sister, she was she was like home from college and she was you know selling some stuff for my parents on eBay. And they said, hey, you know, we're Kirsty's doing this whole eBay thing for us. And so I pulled out, I pulled out the stuff that I didn't want sold, but I said, all this other stuff can be sold. Somebody, I think my mother, took the stuff that I had pulled out and put it back in the box. Oh. And Kirsty sold, like, she gives me 50 bucks and she's like, oh, here you go. And I'm like, cool. I was like, hey, where's the stuff that I pulled out? And she's like, what do you mean? Mm. And, and I was like, I had pulled out like, you know, seven or eight games. And, you know, it was just like a tub full of like a bunch of like, like the Ark the Lad collection crap, oh. you know, where it's like, Ouch. it's like I had so like, it was just like stuff that like I didn't care about. Right. And, and then, but then there was like, like I said, uh, specifically, the ones I specifically remember are my, my tactics, my copy of tactics yep. and my copy of Valkyrie profile. I'm sorry. And I was like, I was like, you weren't supposed to sell those. She's like, I dropped it off at the post office three days ago. And I was like, <gasps> and I like, you know, pop, you know, like, you know, yep. had a stroke and, um, but, it, it, you know, sad panda. I, and since then, I, uh, so a little bit later, I started up a PS2 collection and sort of the same story. I had a bunch of like first run hard to find obscure weird stuff. Yeah. I, I was big on to the the NI like the NIS stuff like mm. uh Makai Kingdom, yep. the original um Disgaea. Like all of NIS's stuff. Like I owned all of it. Like like the first dozen games they made for like for the PS2. Yes. And um I, I owned all of it and I, you know, like the original Phantom Brave and all that stuff. And I, mm. I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff mixed in there too, but a lot of it was just like this weird, hard to find stuff. And in mint condition, I had a couple sealed copies of the stuff because I'd, I'd go and it'd be on sale at GameStop. That's before GameStop became like, you know, the GameStopo. Yes. Um, or, or full blown GameStopo. But, um, and so, you know, it'd be on sale or there'd be, you know, something. I'd pick up a bunch of stuff, like, on the cheap. And, uh, you know, I moved I moved out here to Western Pennsylvania, and it was basically, I needed rent. And it was like, well, uh, I can pay for rent, or I can sit on this box of video games that I'm... Nice. Yeah, and so... Right. Paid rent. I did the adult thing and mm -hmm. paid, paid my rent, and it made me sad, but... I mean, at this point in time now, I still do, I sort of keep like limited collections. Like, uh, you know, I buy steel books for games that I'm really into. Nice. But yeah, it's as, as far as like looking at that stuff as an investment, 
I think I'm at a point where the stuff that I would want to own is too, it's too prohibitive right mm-hmm. now for me. Right. Like if I, if I go to like, yeah, if I were to do like some garage and that would actually, Megan would probably actually not mind going garage sailing. But if like yeah. we were to do that and I were to find some of the stuff that'd be a little different, but like, you know, the stuff that I'm, I really want and that I'm really after is just like, kind of like, yeah, it, it's, it's expensive. I, it's expensive. I get that. I, I would say. And I would actually encourage you, look at the newer, newer stuff that you're noticing is, well, like we were talking, it's obscurity sells when it comes to collectibles. That's kind of a rule mm-hmm. of thumb everywhere. But if we look at a great example, like you were talking, Josh, you're starting up Ease 8, which, phenomenal game. Um, I could go on for an hour on that one, too. But mm-hmm. the original day one edition of the PS4 version is still, at minimum, selling for its $60 price tag and more i've oh, seen wow. some copies go up to 100 when you see that trend on those obscure ones that's kind of your tick to say yes i need to hang on to this um and that that dragon star varnier game i was talking about that's been out for quite a while that's still selling 40 to 50 new um and it's not a nintendo game so but that that might be mm-hmm. something to watch uh, and your steel books i'd say that's another great idea of ways to just keep stuff and put it aside is it worth you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars now no but in 10 years that there's a, a possibility some of them could be yeah hmm. Hmm. hmm well you know there's there's one more thing that i wanted to bring up and this is not about collecting yeah. but this is about taco bell Ooh. and <laughs> huh uh you know, actually, and and Josh and I, we when we did sort of a throwback episode where we sort of looked back, one of the very first episode that episode of the breakdown mm-hmm. features features you. Oh no, Jesse! What? And you should go check out episode zero or whatever <laughs> we ended up calling mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, it's like fifteen minutes of shenanigans. Yes. But, you know, those those conversations that we used to have from time to time that really did sort of give eventually birth to this thing. This, so, <laughs> oh. this thing that we do. Are, are you Am still I going... as passionate about Taco Bell? No. That's the question. I don't need to be. Um, it has cemented itself as the most <laughs> authentic and amazing Mexican cuisine on the planet. There is no need for me to defend it. Just like I don't need to defend scripture. Gotcha. Scripture itself... Gotcha. The, you know, defends itself. Those are the Lord's tacos. That's absolutely true. <laughs> God oh. spoke to me and told me that. <laughs> okay. No. Oh. Hard hard no. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> I mean, like, I think I think it's there it's self evidential because they are delicious. Yeah. Um but I mean like listen. They got some like mad scientist biz going on over there. They're like, hey, let's make taco shells out of Doritos. And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I didn't really have too much more to really talk about as far as collecting. I just sort of wanted to get you on here. and um, It's it's definitely been a blast. Um, it's It's been enjoyable, I will say. And I didn't know that part of the backlog breakdown discussion was on books. Um. I do yeah. know how to so, read, despite popular opinion. I know how to read, and and not just the ones with pictures. Yes, I have ones that are all words with no pictures and in small print. 
Oh, dang. Real talk, Man, guys. That's fancy. Real talk. That's fancy. I have to get the ones with big print, but that's because my I'm old and feeble yes. and my eyes don't work anymore. Yeah. Um, what were the 20s uh, like, Nate? <laughs> They were they were glorious. Were they, were <laughs> men were men and women were women. Yes. And we didn't have any of this gender confusion that we have now. Oh I goodness. just said that out loud. You just oh, no. lost all of your listeners. Guys, I I need to remind you, it is the twenties. Mother of oh. Mother of God. <laughs> He's he's not wrong. He's not he wrong. Is not wrong. Oh, but, oh. but yeah, you're now. It's true, Nate. You are so old. You skin your knees, and dust comes out. Man, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I mean, that's also accurate. <laughs> but it's 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 mostly um, it's mostly from just like the layers of of salt caked onto my skin from all the sweating that I do. Mm. In the the humi- the humidity, as Western Pennsylvanians <laughs> nice. like to say, yes, that's, that's gross. We should edit that out. That's gross. I shouldn't. T- Please <laughs> don't. <laughs> disgusting. That's disgusting. Um, no. Um, but yeah. So you read books. I do. What What have you been reading, man? Like that's that's worth like worth a plug or two or whatever before, because uh, yeah, yeah. Um, enlighten us definitely. Uh, there's a book I've absolutely adored. I've started called The Unsaved Christian um, by Dean and Serrera. Mm. Or in Sarah, I should say, uh, in reference. And it really heavily touches base on, the, good Lord, uh, anything from Roman Catholicism to the LDS Church to those who claim to be Christian go to church on Sundays and definitely do not emulate Christ nor keep God's commandments in any way, shape, or form. Don't demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit and how it is incredibly easy culturally for us to fall into that, even as a devout Christian, there can be that impact as a person where we want to work less. We want to get the most benefit we can as human beings for as little um, energy being expended as possible, and some of the most strong and devout, knowledgeable Christians can even fall into that. And it's a really awesome book that um, has helped me see Others in a, a brighter and more kind of have my, I, I'm belaboring a little bit, but have my eyes open mm-hmm. a bit that these are not people who are running around maliciously being heretics or apostate or confused mm-hmm. people. These are people who are legitimately deceived by the enemy. Their human nature mm-hmm. has, has broken and folded and they have legitimately to their very core been deceived and there's that level of sadness that comes into play then at that that we we have to have and that pity for them that loving pity to have that you know spiritual agape love of correcting them the right way because of what's on the line here and it's it's a very short read and very easy but very profound um very deep so that's that has been what I'm reading and I'm also reading through nice. Ecclesiastes again so there Atta you go. Ah, boy. There you go. The books of wisdom, uh, or the books of poetry, are probably some of my favorite chunks of scripture to yep. just circulate through. Ecclesiastes. I mean, like, and I've, I've, I've probably said it before on the the podcast, and I'll say it again. Is like, you have to read it in light of like the last two verses. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But once you understand that it's sort of all sandwiched. And sort of like that's that's the driving point. 
it really just does um is is a it's a very i mean all scripture is good but yeah I like ecclesiastes it speaks to the, like sort of the cynic in me too you know it's a little it's not it's not as as a uh, bubbly and I, i'm not even sure bubbly is the right way to describe <laughs> proverbs but um it's 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 maybe not as sort of bright-eyed or optimistic as proverbs can be in some ways yeah um ecclesiastes is sort of it's written from a perspective where and and, and i i I, I hold to the position that it was probably written by Solomon, yep. but it was written by mm. Solomon after he had sort of lived in excess and just was okay. dealing with the weight of his yeah. sin. And, and, and he's just sort of like, he's saying like, God is good, but this world is hard. Yep. And so instead of know, covering I the song it. hurt by nine inch nails, he just decided to write a book. I mean, you could look at it, it's sort of like the super kidding. extended version. Dude, one, okay, Johnny Cash's version of that song is awesome. It's haunting, certainly. It's, it's, <laughs> dude, it's rad. Um, oh. And like, I love Johnny Cash, man. Mm. Love, love, yep. love Johnny. Yep. Not everything that Johnny ever did, but Hurt by Johnny <laughs> was like, that's, that is the much better version of that song. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that's the best possible version of that song. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say Ecclesiastes is one like I think of it similarly to Job, where like every time I read it, I wanna skip to the end. <laughs> you know? Nice. And and like you said, Nate, like you wanna keep the end in mind, certainly. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just like Okay, I I I, I want to get through all this so that you can see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. But like, no, it's it's good to, it's good to be reminded of those things, you know, yeah. like whether it's Job or Ecclesiastes. So so good on you. How long have you been in Ecclesiastes? Is it like an extended period of time? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, right. Just... No, just about a week and a half. Um, not okay. terribly long. Cool. Um, I'm using a method I learned in school where you mm-hmm. read through from start to finish a book and you just take a couple basic notes of themes and then you go back and t- tackle each of those themes more categorically. Where do I see this theme of, you know, spiritual conquest or where do I see this theme of, but seeing those themes and then finding and pinpointing where else in that book you you can find them. How do they tie together? And what's that historic and now more culturally impacting contextual theme and message we can take out of that today? Um, so far, so good. It's been, it's, it's making my tiny non-denominational brain hurt. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's intense, dude. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I just like, I have to commend like the fact that you are journaling through it and writing, taking down notes and things like, I, I find that when, when I journal through and I write down some observations and sort of like take the time, like one, I, I tend to be an external processor. So I think while I'm talking, um, and like that's how I, I think. I think by talking yep. rather. And so even writing helps me to sort of like think through issues. Sure. And um I've I've just noticed that, you know, having not only having that record, um, but just like the process of actually writing sort of and sifting through my thoughts in that is just always yields more fruit, if yeah. you will. 
than if I just sort of like take 10 to 15. And there's some people who, you know, they can read a passage of scripture, they meditate on it, they don't need to do anything else, and they can sort of move through their day, and, and that's good and useful and fruitful. For me, it's like if I don't take a few minutes to just write down some thoughts, yeah. to sort of like, like it. But yeah, I, I just have to, I, I do think there is a, a lot of merit in, in writing down what, you know, what we're learning. Yep. So. Sweet, man. Well, Bye. thanks so much for jumping on with us tonight, making time yeah. out of your, your, I was going to say new dad, but also the additional new dad. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying, but dad the, plus all one. of your response. There you go. There you go. <laughs> It, the 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 leveled up dad experience yes. exactly oh it's it's a new game plus <gasps> I, oh. I kept all my old souls and gear this Sweet. is the second run okay so this will be this will be a cinch right no problem you haven't been having any issues whatsoever oh but i forgot it gets harder so yeah. there's that too um the game is made to just keep continue running through multiple times uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah. before we head out, just, is there any way, I mean, do you want to throw out any kind of like social plug if, if anyone wants to reach you and talk about how they can build up a sweet collection as well? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone is more than welcome to reach out to me, um, on Facebook. I don't use any of those Twitters or anything like that. And I'm not cool enough to okay. have my own podcast. So I'm on Facebook. You guys can shoot me messages and, uh, I would gladly help anyone else get into the the collecting habit. Nice. And that is Jesse Knopp with a K now that we know. Um, yes, sir. So you'll always you know, be able I, I wondered, I did wonder from time to time, but I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's silent. I'm pretty sure it's mm. silent. I, and then I'm, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's one, it makes me feel bad because we've been friends for a, a while <laughs> and I've just been saying your name wrong the entire time. Um, but then the other side, I'm like, well, at least I know now. And um, so, what if I am trolling you, and we just recorded all that material? Uh, then you, you, sir, uh, I will have to sort of tip the cap and say, "Well played," and then call you a filthy neckbeard. Okay, um, but I have a goatee, sir. I can't. Uh, uh, I can't grow a man beard. Listen, you can't. You can't hide the neckbeard on your heart. <laughs> that needs to be on like a live, laugh, love like sign somewhere in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Oh goodness, that's great! Nice. Yeah, it's like it's the you know the neck beard always shows, yes. even the one on your heart. Indeed, you know, kind of thing. I'm um, I'm gonna have my wife make you a T-shirt. Just <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll take a picture of me wearing it. <laughs> you know, like and and here's you know here's here's the thing, uh, and just for people who don't know, like Jesse is one of. And and I'm going to say this publicly, and I'll never say it again. Um, I'm but recording. Like, Hold he up. He has been in. Um, he has always been super um, thoughtful and mm. generous. Um, there was a time like we we talked about. Um, I lost my sandwich container. Um, I had a Ninja Turtle sandwich <laughs> container, and le- legit, it just came up in some like weird rando conversation. And he was like, "Yo, what's your address? I'm sending you a new one." <laughs> And so he like, it was just like this, like, it was like this dumb, like little thing. We were like, we're, you know, we're sort of joking around and he was like, and, and then lo and behold, like a week later, I had a brand new Donatello Ninja Turtles sandwich container. But I failed you because it was supposed to be Raphael, but Amazon dropped the ball. 
Oh. Yeah, well, hey, listen, you didn't Ouch. fail me. Amazon failed me. You know, yeah, I, I've been so. missing my uh, sealed copy of Chrono Trigger for the past <laughs> few months. I don't know what happened to it. What's your address, Josh? <laughs> um, no, but, awesome, um, you know, we, we know that you have to sort of get going. But uh, You're a good man. We, we loved having you on. Um, yeah, thanks and, so much. Dude, we will have to do this again. It actually, you know, I think I, I sort of need to apologize that it has been this long. Maybe mm. um, at some point in time, we'll just have you back on and we'll carve out a little bit of time. Maybe the when the baby is actually sleeping or just, mm. you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, they do do that. I've been told that it does happen oh, at some funny. point, Jesse. But no, it, 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 um, it has been fun. Years from now. Yes. No. It, it's definitely been a blast, and I appreciate your guys uh, bringing me on. I am up and I enjoy chatting, so anytime. And if you want to reach out to us or you know talk about our collections as well, they're not anywhere near as fantastic as Jesse's is. Uh, but we do have quite a sizable backlog. Obviously, the backlog breakdown. Uh, there are tons of ways that you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Our handle is at bbdowncast. We have our hashtag backlog book club on Facebook that you can talk with us and chat with everyone else. You know, see where we're. Uh, headed in our different backlogs we th- there's a few of us that like to give little write-ups for every game that we finish which is ah so good shout out to uh jonathan hodrick yes he's good he's good for that he um, yes fantastic he, there's there's a couple of them but mm-hmm. is he's pretty consistently solid there yeah i i generally try to and he has like all of his posts have been like, oh, man, that's so great. I need to. And then I finally beat Persona 5, and I did that. But there was that long stretch of not beating any games because Persona 5. Uh, <laughs> if you want to email us, too, you can contact us there. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a Discord server. Hit us up for the link to that because we have lots of little conversations about all kinds of things that pop into our brains there. Um, or if you want to just reach out you know, personally to each of us, uh, we're on PSN. We have Nintendo friend codes. Um, we're also Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, GG, all that fun stuff. I generally go by Broccolope, spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Classic. Most of the time. Classic. Um, if you want to support us here, there's plenty of ways that you can do that. You can rate and review this podcast. We'd love that. Um, we'd also really like it if you just share this podcast with other people. That'd be fantastic. More listeners equals better world. Um, I hope you're subscribed at this point. Hopefully you don't hate us. Uh, but if you do also want to support us financially, we do have a Patreon. Just think of it like a little tip jar. And if you support us, there's a couple different things that we have going on there. We've got our, our bro hangs, our, our pre-show, and, or in this case, post-show conversations, um, as mm-hmm. well as you know early access to episodes and uh, drafts and, and other things that we have going on there on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, funny enough, uh, as much as Jesse's love for Taco Bell shines through, this has been one of the least beefy boys that we've ever had. I think this, A little bit of like, you know, there. yeah, I mean, looking at, well, one, you know, it was mostly he was uh, bound. He's got a new by, baby. 
He he yeah. He got a little tiny baby, and she was uh, doing the cry thing, and so um, you know, and he he said that he needed to bounce out. So yeah, but yeah, we'll have to rope him in here when uh, we are not so bound by time, and mm-hmm. see what kind of shenanigans and hijinks we can get into. <laughs> that that will be great. All right. Well, you guys keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. And the final word goes to Nate, who said earlier in this episode, you just can't hide that neck beard around your heart. so good it's just so good it has to win it did it's it's so weird (laughs) (laughs) all right